All right, welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark. It's just with Mark today, though. The number one stock market show on Spotify, one of the most popular market updates on YouTube. Now, in this show, we talk about what's happening in the markets and how we're trading them. Today is Friday, February 17th. Stocks saw a huge sell-off late yesterday. We'll take a look at that and why. Also, bond yields hitting three-month highs. The Dow on track for its third losing week in a row. VIX rising again. Tesla drops after a recall. DraftKings and DoorDash report earnings. Plus, we'll see if there's still an opportunity to sell puts on UNP. As you can see, there's a lot to talk about, so let's go ahead and get started. If this is your first time here, my name is Mark Hodge, and I'm head coach at Rockwell Trading. On a typical morning, I am joined by Rockwell Trading's founder, Marcus Heitkotter, and uh, this morning, I'm flying solo. But we will be back together next week, I promise. Even though I'm flying solo, I promise you're in good hands. You could say that we have a ton of trading experience here at Rockwell Trading. We know our stuff, and we're not afraid to tell it like it is. So if you're looking for some good, honest insight into the world of trading, you've come to the right place. Before we dive in and look at a trading opportunity, let's go ahead and see what's going on in these crazy markets. Let me go ahead and bring up the S&P 500. We see here that the S&P 500 is sliding. And this all started to pick up yesterday. So let's go to a five-minute chart. I uh, was actually in a coaching call with one of our Mastermind members, and uh, all of a sudden, we started the call and the markets looked like this. And then at the end of the call, they looked like this. And I was wondering what the heck is going on here? Well, the theme of the week has been inflation, inflation data and worries over inflation. Uh, the strong, uh, well, inflation still persisting and the Fed might have more work to do. So uh, we that picked up with CPI and then continued with PPI data. And yesterday, it was comments from a Fed member. Uh, St. Louis uh, Federal Reserve President James Bullard said he backed a 50 basis point interest rate hike at the last meeting and that he would not rule out a rate increase of uh, 50 basis point at the March meeting. So, yes. This isn't necessarily outside of his uh, usual, you know, thinking and, and how aggressive he has uh, has wanted to be with rate hikes. But it just goes to show that there are Fed members that say, hey, there's still work to be done. Uh, the Fed has said that, although the Fed uh, and also traders believe that things are going to be slowing down and and that inflation has dropped and, and we could be at peak inflation or that is in the past. Uh, but with some of the data that we saw uh, this week, it just shows that inflation is still an issue and concern. Of course, we knew that, but uh, everybody hoping that these inflation numbers would just continue to drop, continue to fall to the Fed's 2% level, which would be healthy in their opinion. So big reversal yesterday, a uh, gap down and just a steady rally. Looked like we were going to fill that gap, go positive, went sideways, uh, and then a sell-off in the last hour of the trading day, getting right back to the open and uh, markets ending the day lower. Now, well, 
What does that mean? Well, bond yields moving higher, uh, really for the week. Uh, but also, uh, you see here that uh, with the last couple of days responding to CPI and, and PPI, you have the two-year uh, bonds up at levels not seen since November, a spike this morning as well. Uh, also yesterday, finishing higher, same situation for the five-year at levels not seen since November. The 10-year also, look at this, one, two, three consecutive days higher, getting back to levels that we haven't seen since uh, the end of December. Uh, today spiking, pulling back a little bit, but with yields going higher, uh, the markets were feeling some pressure and we're also seeing a little bit of that follow through today. So with greater uncertainty in the market, you have the VIX moving higher as well. Still relatively low. If we look at the extremes that we had in 2020, it looks like we had the lower uh, extreme around 19, a higher extreme around 34. If we just look at these ranges, what would be low volatility? Well, right around 19. What would be extremely high volatility? Right around 34, 35. Um, so we're still in that lower range, but definitely getting some spikes. I was looking at averages uh, just for a reference point here. Uh, and looking back 10 years, the average VIX level was 17.9. So we're above that 10-year average, uh, not an ex at an extreme level, but definitely above what would be normal. However, the last five years, which included some uh, bigger swings like uh, we had in uh, with the pandemic, also uh, the last quarter of 2018 and, and also 2022, uh, uh, the last five years, the average was 21.3. So we're still just a little bit shy of the average, uh, but above, for a five-year period, uh, but above that for a 10-year period. I just like to, to know, you know, how can we reference the VIX, the fear index, which is pricing in options premium uh, for the S&P 500, essentially going out 30 days? Um, and, and what would be an average? What would be a baseline? Uh, so we're kind of right around that average, but spiking short term. Uh, and we'll see if this continues or not. Now, if we go back to the S&P 500 and we look at uh, what's going on big picture, well, now we're down back below 4,100. So you have this 4,100 level that was acting as support on this rally that we had in November. Uh, we had a touch of 4,100 also in December and then a pullback. What was resistance was acting as support uh, with this, this pullback over the last couple of days. Getting through that level, uh, we'll see if it's just a little you know, concerns over inflation and also some profit taking possibly going into a three-day weekend since markets are going to be closed on Monday. Uh, but right now trading at 4059 below that 4100 level. I'm just curious here if I'm looking at, uh, let's, I'm curious if we're looking at that low in December getting up to the high in February. Yeah, we're right between, uh, right around, I would say, about a 30% uh, pullback. And uh, looking at FIB levels, if you're a FIB fan, uh, 38, uh, a 38% retracement gets you right around the 4,000 level. 
That could be interesting. That could be interesting. I want to look at a 50-day, 200-day moving average. See the golden cross that took place here. So we're still, you know, this right now isn't in jeopardy, at least uh, for the next uh, couple of trading days, unless there's a significant slide. So the 50-day is still above its 200-day. But, hey, pullbacks are healthy. This was a pretty significant move higher uh, from, uh, well, really for 2023. Right. And so getting a little bit of a pullback here is welcome. Uh, right now, it's still within the overall, uh, you know, move that we've had or w- within a, a healthy uh, pullback. Uh, not this huge reversal taking place, although the market is down uh, a little less than one percent for the S&P. The Dow also down flat for most of the trading session. Now, the Dow is on track to have a three-week losing streak. Let's go to a a weekly chart here. And we see that although it's been flat, uh, the Dow finished uh, lower three weeks ago, finished lower two weeks ago. And this week, unless the Dow can make a comeback and rally 235 points, 236 points, hey, crazier things have happened, but it does look like the Dow is going to be finishing the week lower for the, the third consecutive time. Now, the NASDAQ leading the way lower down 1.1% right now. So markets have dipped a little bit. Um, and again, it's it's fun to see those gains if you're long the market. But all things considered, this type of movement and pullbacks within a trend like this, you, you just don't go up, 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 and up. And the, the more you do, typically, the harder the fall. Right. So I'm not concerned about this, especially going into a three day weekend, but definitely uh, a little bit of a change in in uh, in risk. Right. Risk on people just buying stuff uh, with the Fed comments and the inflation data that we've seen this week. So in the red for the day, some stocks pulling back a little bit more than others. Um, But uh, we're going to have to see if that Dow is going to be down for the third consecutive week, and then also what traders decide to do for the short holiday week next week. With that said, let's take a look uh, at a few market movers. And this one isn't so much of a mover, but it's notable because it is in the news. Tesla recalling 30 or 3,362,000 cars that are equipped with their full self-serving driver assistance system after government regulators found it increased the risk of accidents. That sounds awful, and recalls are no fun. But it is interesting because basically Tesla gets to push a button and uh, update their software, and that's their recall, right? So a little bit different uh, compared to recalls that you uh, might have with gas-powered vehicles. One of the benefits, I guess you could say, uh, for electric vehicles and their overall system uh, now, uh, what took place here is that testing and analysis by uh, the the I, what I think the National Transportation Safety it was an NTSA administration showed that uh, a part of the the system that steers cars on city streets could create quote an unreasonable risk to motor vehicle safety based on insufficient adherence to traffic safety laws. Uh, they did say that they were not aware of any deaths or injuries caused by the flaws, um, but it was a concern. And this applied to the full self-driving um, mode for Tesla. It, it didn't have to do 
uh, they're investigating, but it, it doesn't have to do yet uh, with the autopilot, uh, the less advanced technology rather than uh, the full self-driving technology, which it applies to. Now, Tesla, they basically didn't agree uh, with the regula uh, regulator's analysis uh, or decision, but they decided to do a voluntary recall, quote, out of an abundance of caution, end quote. So down just a little bit here, uh, it looks like traders are, you know, again, here you have the news. It's it's everywhere, but traders are going, eh, no deaths, no inj injuries, uh, at least that we know of. And we get to push a button in April uh, to do a recall. So uh, traders not too worried about that one. And even though the overall market is down and the Nasdaq's down over 1%, Tesla still staying strong above 201 and down a little less than a half of a percent right now. A few other market movers. Let's look at DraftKings. DKNG is the ticker. And so DraftKings up big, huge, huge day for DraftKings, up 14%, getting back to levels that we haven't seen since August of last year. So an impressive move. This comes on earnings uh, that were better than expected. Uh, the the earnings per share loss was lower than expected. Revenue came in better than expected. Uh, so happy with fourth quarter results. Traders loving that. And a big, big update for DraftKings at 20.35 a share, up more than 14% right now. Another market mover. Let's look at DoorDash. D-A-S-H dash the ticker. This one moving in the opposite direction, down almost 5%. If we look at earnings for this one, uh, earnings missed slightly, uh, a little bit lower than uh, than expected. Um, actually, no, this was a bigger miss. My apologies. I was looking at the standardized number, uh, but they reported a dollar sixty-five a share uh, loss, which was more than the sixty-seven cents that was estimated. Their revenue did come in better than expected. Uh, they announced that they will be buying uh, back up to 750 million shares. Uh, that could be a positive. And, and I think that's why early on uh, DoorDash actually gapped higher. Uh, in after hours trading, it was up 5%. And I think that uh, investors, traders were looking more at the buyback, right? If a company announces that they're buying back shares, it's reducing the number of shares outstanding, uh, which means that there's less supply, right? And so if there's more demand for less supply, prices go up. Um, and that's a tactic that uh, some companies will use rather than issuing a dividend and, re, uh, and paying back investors for owning shares of their company. Uh, I think that's why it was higher at the open. But now I think traders are focusing a little more on that loss, what it might mean. Uh, and Right now, DoorDash trading around 64 bucks a share, down more than 4%. Another mover, uh, DocuSign, announcing that they are going to lay off 10% of its workforce. So again, bad news if you're an employee getting laid off, but this is what uh, the, the Fed wants to see, a, a weaker labor force, just because the labor... Uh, force is so strong. We have uh, record unemployment, and we see that even with the weekly unemployment claims, it's, we're just not seeing unemployment kicking off uh, like you would expect when the Fed's raising rates and, and companies are 
laying employees off. So here's another one to add to the mix, and we'll see if this continues to be the theme in 2023 and if it eventually has an impact on wages, which the Fed wants uh, to come down. So uh, inflation will come down. Anyway, uh, here, a couple market movers. Uh, DocuSign down 3.4% on the day. And uh, overall, down about a percent uh, across the board, aside from the Dow, slightly lower. But the Dow does look like we're going to finish the week with a third consecutive loss. Now, let's move on over to PowerX Optimizer. I wanted to take a look at UNP again, because this is one that Marcus traded this week. Uh, we talked a little bit about it yesterday. Marcus sold the 197.50 for next Friday. Uh, he was able to get some real nice premium. It looks like uh, you might be able to get a buck 65 right now. I believe he got a buck 80 at the time he put the trade on. And uh, I I think this is a, a decent trade. You're getting some uh, a little a little downside, a little uncertainty, some inflated premiums because of the train derailments that are in the news uh, recently. Uh, the 195 was something that I was keeping an eye on this morning. It looked like we were going to be able to get that 195. Uh, and let me go ahead, go to the calculator here. And if I'm looking at selling calls, not calls, my apologies. Let's move on over. Let's look at UNP. So UNP trading around. $200 a share. Let's look at February 24th for the 195. It's right now you might be able to get a buck 05. Uh, on the one, or let's actually, we're going to put 200 there. We're going out to February 24th. Let's look at the 197.50. On the 197.50, we could see here 197.50. Bids at 155, offers at 170. Maybe you get a buck 60 on that one. And uh, let me close this. So here we go. Two different possibilities. Now, the 30% annualized premium is our line in the sand. It's both Marcus uh, and my plan uh, when we're trying to collect option premium as an option seller here. And we see that at 105, you just don't have enough meat on the bone to get that 30% annualized. This minimum number in the calculator says $1.30 is what we want uh, right now. A buck of five, probably what's what's possible there. Now there's still 30% annualized at that 197.50 uh, at $1.60. So I, I think it's still a a decent opportunity here. I just you know chart wise, support wise, I like the 195 a little bit better. Uh, at times, I'm a little more conservative than Marcus. We have a slightly different uh, plan, slightly different um, style of trading, even though we are essentially trading the same strategy, using the same tool, looking at the same type of opportunities. I would say 90% of the time trading the same things. Um, so the 197.50 is definitely a consideration. I'm going to watch this, see if uh, we hold up around 200 or if we dip a little bit later on in the day, maybe that 195 becomes available. But I know based on my plan, based on my rules, based on the software and the calculator that I need a, 
a buck 30 minimum. So that's my line in the sand for a 195 put on UNP, at least based on the time to expiration uh, and the premium available today. So looking at the economic calendar, I think yesterday I, I did a, a send off for the long weekend, uh, pretending it was Friday <laughs> and when it was only Thursday. So my apologies. Uh, but now it really is Friday and we see that it's a quiet uh, day on the economic calendar. Everything's already been released here. Really not any market moving uh, data, at least in my opinion. And if we look ahead to next week, we see that there's a bank holiday on Monday. So U.S. markets are closed. Uh, we do have some red flag reports. The FOMC meeting minutes is going to be uh, probably the most significant on the calendar at 2 p.m. And then core PCE price index. This is a... a uh, a data point that the Fed uh, takes a close look at, and especially with the uh, PPI, CPI coming out this week, hotter than expected. Uh, this could be something that traders now want to see since the Fed does take it into consideration. So uh, that's going to do it for today's stock market update. If you enjoyed this video and you want to see more of these, we like doing them. So uh, we'd appreciate a like. And uh, have a great weekend. Uh, enjoy the extra day. And we'll be back here Tuesday morning. Until then, happy trading, everybody.